0: That's B-O-D-I.com. Real Moms of Bravo.
1: Real real, real Moms of Bravo. Real Moms of Bravo. Real Moms of Bravo. bravo.
2: You may have seen our next guest as a bartender last night on Watch What Happens Live. Meet the adorable Chris Baker. He's hilarious. Love him. Uh, And we're like semi-family now. So this is making it like a all roads lead to Bravo and a family reunion, but he's also the actor and writer of the hit new movie, The Estate. Hi, Chris. Welcome.
3: Hi, Abby. Hi, Vanessa. Hi. Hi to all the real moms. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate it.
2: Of course. We're thrilled to have you. Okay. So before we get into how gorgeous Craig Conover is, which we will discuss, we have, we're big Craig fans. We think he's adorable, but I want to talk about your new movie. It's, crazy in the best way possible. I was watching it. I'm like, I feel like I'm watching a horror film meets Fifty Shades of Grey, but then also I'm like laughing at some, like you made like death, like in murder funny, which I think it's always great when comedy can like come in unexpected places. How did you think of this script? Like what was your inspiration for this?
3: Um, well, thank you so much for watching it. Um, I'm so glad you saw it. I, I, I think that when I was making short form content on Funny or Die with my director. And, um, when I was making all this short form content on Funny or Die and on YouTube, I remember feeling like we, I was ready to graduate to a movie. And so by the time that I sat with my, uh, with the director of the film, James Kaffner, and the producer, Adam McAlka, the lead producer, they said to me, write the movie that you wish you would see in theaters. And, I did not expect this story to come out of me. It's, it's very, I, I'm, a, I'm a very generally happy person. It's pretty um, dark. <laughs> yeah, it's very dark and it's very twisted. And I, I found that the movies that I missed were the movies in the nineties that I got to see on DVD, um, what I really shouldn't have when I was way too young to watch them, like Wild Things and Cruel Intentions. And these movies that sexualized and, and sensualized the the narrative so thoroughly and how the characters were manipulating each other in very um, uh, interesting, you know, delicious ways. And I, I mean, I, I, I can't tell you how many times I saw Basic Instinct and, you know, these movies that really teach you terrible things about adult relationships and sex, but I found them to be... Um, so incredible and, and, and very queer. And I, as a you know, little closeted gay kid, I remember watching these movies and seeing these characters take such a hold of their sexuality in this, in this very uh, you know, heroic way. And so when I sat down to write my first full-length feature, that's what I wanted to do. And I, and I feel like movies aren't as sexy as they used to be. And so I, I, I really wanted to bring that back.
1: For those of us who may have not seen it, some of our listeners, could you give like a, just a brief synopsis of the estate and what to expect? You guys got a teaser. Like Abby said, it's like, you know, there's some cruel intentions, Fifty Shades of Grey, humor. Absolutely. Let's, is this classified as pop horror? If you wouldn't mind just kind of briefly
3: yeah, talking it's a, about it. Absolutely. It's a, it's a comedic thriller. Um, It's structured like a thriller, but with a lot of laughs throughout. Um, It's about uh, my character, George, who is the spoiled son of a billionaire and his very wicked stepmother, who is very similar in age to him. Uh, And they um, are being kept on a very small allowance and they meet this beautiful, sexy man who um, starts uh, a relationship with Lux and he hears them complaining and he offers to kill, the father for so that they can collect their inheritance and they make this sort of pact and George is my character is much more uh reserved than the others and he buys into this and he goes on this ride that is really unlike anything people have seen so it's and and it's very candy colored and beautiful to look at and um, it's very aesthetically kind of sumptuous and gorgeous to watch. And, and every joke and every costume and every setting and everything, we felt like, how could we maximize this? You know, we maybe if we only get one movie to make, how do we make everything the, the best that we can make it? So that's what we did. That's what we tried to do.
2: <laughs> it was amazing. I mean, and I love the cast. So I have to say, Eliza's my girl, anybody who watched Happy Endings, the TV show, which is so underrated. Go back and binge it. It's hilarious. I love, but I just, I loved the entire cast as you were writing it. Did you have certain people in mind or was it just like serendipitous that like, I feel like the perfect people were casted for the roles?
3: Um I did not. Uh I-, I loved Eliza Koop always uh from Happy Endings. I saw it when it was actually on TV, on ABC, and I remember being like, This is the new friends. Why is no one watching this? And I I felt the anywhere, same
2: way. Yeah. Yeah.
3: I'm so glad that people finally discovered it, you know, on Hulu and on Netflix. now. And I I just I lo- I always loved her. And I remember she came in not to audition, she came in to meet about the role. And there were 10 people in the in this conference room, and she sat down and I was sitting right next to her at the corner and literally 15 seconds into her sitting down, no one, it was like, no one else was there. And the two of us were finishing each other's sentences and making each other laugh. And she's like my comedic soulmate. I, I, I love her so much and we were so lucky to have her and um, uh, you know, forever indebted to her for taking a chance on us. Cause this is not a, uh, a an easy sell of a script in terms of how far it goes. And I, and she just totally bought into it. And any, any line, any joke that I gave her, no matter how evil or despicable it was for her character, she totally went for it. And I, I, I was just so impressed by her and every cast member, um, our, our, we had a casting director that, that was actually a teacher of mine. Her name is Donna Morong and she, uh, had these great ideas, but my, the guy who plays my father is Eric Roberts. Julia Roberts' older brother and Emma Roberts' dad. He was this, uh, he was the villain in a lot of erotic thrillers in the 90s. And and then, you know, he was in The Dark Knight and a lot of other uh, uh, fight movies in the 80s. And so he's had this long, long storied career. And it was the director who said, you know who you look like? You look like Eric Roberts. And I had never thought of him before. And And as soon as they showed us side by side, uh, in, you know in a speedo <laughs> it was the resemblance was honestly really uh on and uh he came in and he is a force of nature that was crazy i really mean
1: crazy. he's the ultimate bad guy like oh. i oh. loved when i was watching the trailer and i saw him i was like oh it's eric roberts like he's <laughs> yeah. so good and you're right I mean, you could be his son, truly his son. So, yeah, we have the same job like prize
3: fighter nose, you, know? <laughs> you yeah, know. You guys have
1: very like nice, distinct features, like a strong jaw. Like, it's like very, you know, very handsome.
3: Thank you so much. Thank you. Andy Cohen saw, thought so too.
1: <laughs> <But> Andy <laughs> thought the same funny. thing. Yeah, I loved
2: that.
3: That was wild.
2: Well, you also had Lala Kent. So, for you know, most of our listeners, they are huge Bravo fans. So, Vanderpump Rules star Lala Kent was in there. Was this your first time like meeting her, working with her? Had your paths crossed prior?
3: No, um, I I was the Bravo head of the crew, and when we were casting the movie, I was like, you know, who's should play my sister, Lala Kent? And they were like, who? <laughs> and so uh, we found out how who was you know, repping her and we sent her the script and she actually read the script and FaceTimed us the next day. She was a total pro. She totally got the wickedness of it. She was totally on board and she came on uh, and and came into the role and she did all her own stunts. We have a fight scene together and, you know, it was really wild to have her on set and she was so sweet and she was game for anything. It, It was a dream come true. It really was.
2: Well, I feel like I mean you just basically have like a Dreamcast for your first first full length movie. Like, where do you go from here? Is there someone else that you're like God? If I could work with this person next, it'd be a there dream are so come true. many.
3: Yeah, there there are so many to to mention of people who I'd want to work with. But I I know this, you know, as as a. As a, as a gay man, I I guess I'm a stereotype in this way, that my heroes are all these actresses, you know? I, I mean, Nicole Kidman and Julianne Moore and, you know, like these people that I watched growing up that I, uh, you know, that I would give anything to work with and, and learn from too, you know? So I, I think the next movie that I wrote that's in uh, development right now, I already finished the script, um, is a totally different sort of genre. It's a romantic comedy. Another thing that sort of died in the 90s Um, But it's much brighter and (laughs) much more of a broader commercial appeal, or at least I'm told.
1: I swear to God, my next question. Our faces just, like, lit up. You (laughs) said rom-com, and we're like, yes. Like, as children of the 90s and, like, the 2000s, like, I, on a Friday night, there's nothing better for me to like unwind from the week than a rom-com. Like I, yes. I absolutely.
3: Julia Roberts and Katherine Heigl and Meg Ryan. I mean, I mean, the, these are, you know, these are the women. These are the heroes, you know, even oh, my- Matthew McConaughey. I love those <laughs> movies that he did. <laughs> no, I really, I know <laughs> I, <laughs> no. I,
1: yes, I love like Notting Hill. It's like always a like, uh, go-to for my, for yeah. me. I love when Harry meets, Like you know, we can go on and on and on.
3: But Bye. the thing is about those movies they're so well made and 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 pe- people people to dismiss romantic comedies not not the normal like misogynist answer where it's like oh they're chick flicks these are brilliantly written films that get you to care about people in outlandish situations and to get people to laugh in an audience is harder to, than to get them to cry believe me i've done i've done the legwork <laughs> i've seen it and I, I I'm glad I think that the longer the those movies have had to breathe and the more they've been on streaming and on cable for all these years, the more people are like appreciative of them as an art form, which is incredibly hard to do. It just really is. So they are Herculean feats. They really are.
2: So my next question literally was, would you ever do a rom com? And so you've already answered that.
3: <laughs> I had to write it for myself. That's that's why that's why I'm doing it. Yeah, I was
2: just gonna say. I mean, you recently got married. Congratulations! I was gonna ask if you know life is gonna imitate art, and will we see you know a rom com in your future? And I'm really excited for it.
3: Yes. Uh, well, the wedding was uh, really special. I think that uh, for my husband and I, and also for our guests. Um, It was the first time that they were in, like, a crowd of people. (laughs) Um, And I think to see all of these people dress up and everything, it was just so exciting for everyone. And I think that that energy, because I think, you know, we kind of get bogged down with wedding season you know in general just they become like almost a chore I think and for to take two years off from going to weddings and all of a sudden having one people are like oh right these this is what these are supposed to feel like they're supposed to feel really special and precious and and it was a gay wedding too it was our first gay wedding it was most other people's gay wedding that we were there in attendance so it was incredible it was like a movie it really was
2: the Times, yeah. the New York Times did a great write-up. So for those listening and you want to know more about it, um, go check that out because that was that was like-
3: a surprise. I was, I was, I was, oh, I was very embarrassed is not the right word because I wasn't embarrassed. I, I'm proud, you know, of my relationship and, uh, but that was crazy. It was really crazy.
2: And it wasn't just a, you know, Chris Baker what I mean, it was like <laughs> a full article. I was like, oh yeah, my gosh. About
3: the it's, night we met. Yeah. yeah. And I know you, do, you know, I, I don't know how well, you know, John, but you know, that, I didn't know that he uh, felt literally exactly the same way that I did the night we met, you know, that we just kind of like decided on each other, which is really nice.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Well, we often say, as I said earlier, all roads lead to Bravo. And last night you were a bartender with, I think you got the two best people because Craig and Ariana are not only gorgeous, but they're both like universally like the nicest people in Bravo when you kind of pull people on interactions. What was that experience like?
3: Well, it was surreal. It was a dream. And I am such a Bravo head, you know, like you ladies. And I I could not believe I was in the clubhouse. Like I couldn't believe it. And when I was at the bar watching Andy do like, you know, the wordplay that he does introducing the two people and it's watch what happens live. And I, you know, I, with Andy going, and then the theme song started, I, it, it was an out of body experience. Like, I, there's no other way to describe it. It was absolutely crazy. Crazy.
1: <laughs> I, I was isn't always, it much smaller. I was just going to say, is it much smaller? I feel like the common thing I hear is like the clubhouse is so much smaller than it kind of appears yeah. on
3: TV. All of those sets appear smaller. Um, so I, it was, it, it was, it felt intimate, but not, it wasn't like anybody was like on top of you. You know what I mean? It's just that as soon as the camera were to pan even an inch, to the right there's nothing there's no more sets so that was that was really cool they they maximized uh the the uh space that they had um but it was i couldn't believe how much stuff from over the years i was noticing on the wall and it was crazy and i don't i think that um my friend's joke that it was bigger than like getting an Oscar for, for, you know, for, for our friend group, you know,
2: It really uh, is. I feel like yeah. that's like the ultimate validation. Like, if like, Oh, I know somebody that like, even if I was like, Oh, a friend of mine, like got a gold medal. I'm like, Oh, cool. A friend of mine was a bartender. Watch what happens. i like, tell me more who was on there. Like, yeah.
3: <laughs> yeah. It was wild. It was, it was wild. And I think that, um, I was told going into it, that it was the drunkest set on television. And that it did, did did not disappoint. I'm very hungover today.
1: <laughs> I loved that Catherine Sedekis was on the in the audience. Yeah. So I'm from so Kansas cute. City. Really I live nice. in Kansas City. So like when Andy started talking about Kansas City, I immediately like you know get, I got really excited. But I thought she was so cute. Yeah, um, but what a time. So did we miss anything? Did you get any tea in between? I
3: uh, I got a little, like like um Craig and Ariana were so nice to me. Andy was really nice to me. Um Paige DeSorbo was there, you know, uh greeting Craig uh, and, and sort of being with him, but also Sierra was there from Summer House and Winter House, and, and just they were so nice. And they have guys. They have the best job. I work so hard as a screenwriter and as an actor I'm trying to be an artist and develop a career and a body of work and I'm looking at them they get to dress great, um, go fly to different cities, take selfies with people and get drunk on, on on television. They are living the life and I and that was the biggest takeaway. I was like they are living their best lives. And they were enjoying every second of it. Like, I don't know if all of the Bravo celebrities are like that, you know, but they were just having the best time. And Ariana came over to me during one of the commercial breaks and we were like talking and she asked me to take a shot. And I was like, I, I can't take a shot. I, I, I'll take one after, you know, I was already feeling kind of drunk, <laughs> but I wanted to be able to answer any question that Andy had for me. But um, Craig cheers me, which was really nice. And, but they were, they were just the best. It, it, I, it was the dream. It was exactly what I would have hoped it to be. Which I don't think you can say about a lot of other things.
2: Well, they often say like, don't meet your heroes, you know? So I think right. for some of these people, it's like, you know, it'd be so cool to do that, but would it ruin my experience with Bravo? So it's like great to hear for you. Yeah. It only made it better.
3: Yeah. I hear a lot of hate towards Andy sometimes. Um, and I don't know why that is. I, I he was so sweet. He asked me several times. He was like, "Can I say this? Can I talk about this? What what part of the movie do you want me to discuss, or whatever?" Um, and he was so nice. And I feel like he is also having the best time ever too. So, and I feel like that comes off on the the TV. It's like infectious. It's great.
2: I think some of it with Andy is people forget he's also like a human being. And so like he is semi-famous, but like, it doesn't mean his whole life is open for scrutiny and public consumption. And so I think that's where people get annoyed with him. Um, yeah. yeah. Which I think with all reality stars, it's easy to forget that like, while this is their job, they also like have feelings and you know, it hurts sometimes when there's certain storylines that come out. And um, I think like sometimes we forget that because reality TV is so common now. That we forget, like, these people are really sharing, like, they're being vulnerable for, like, parts of their life.
3: Well, you know what? I I think RuPaul said it best. He tells all the drag queens who come on to uh, his show every season two things, two pieces of advice. He said, one, pay your taxes. And two, don't read the comments section. (laughs) I think that those are rules for literally everyone to live by. If I paid attention to any critics, whether it was good or bad. You also have to read the bad. That's not true at all, but, um, it's very, very important to just stay the course and trolls are going to troll, you know? So true.
2: Okay. So you said you're a big Bravo fan. What was your first Bravo show that like got you hooked?
3: Vanderpump rules. I, I was, so I was living in West Hollywood and I was living as they, I think I moved there right as they opened pump. And all of my girlfriends were like, pump, pump, pump. We got to go to pump. This is the best. And I didn't know what the hell they were talking about. And I didn't watch any of the housewives. And I finally was like, you know what? I I was sick with a double ear infection and I couldn't go out for 10, 12 days. And so I just started binging three seasons of uh, Vanderpump Rules. And my God, that is great TV.
1: The early great seasons season. oh, it was of the Vanderpump Rules as TV gold. And I'm so sad how much it's drifted from that. Like, Well, it, it came it, 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 I, I don't love
3: think it they had it. a choice. They didn't have well, a choice yeah. because it's it started as a bunch of these really sexy people working at a restaurant and all having sex with each other. And now it's a bunch of 40-year-olds with kids and mortgages living in the Valley complaining about who invited them to their birthday party. Like, I, I don't know. <laughs> there are still great moments, but I think that like the housewives- started, you know, with a full family with, with their in like firmly in middle age. And that's not like a nag. It's just like, you know, I think the, 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 the ethos of the show is to start at that point in their lives, but the sexiness of Vanderpump Rules, and they tried to bring on younger people and it didn't work.
1: No, you're because right. I mean, everything you're saying chemistry. is right. You know, everything you're saying is right. <laughs> I just like I think about those like the golden years and it's because yeah. they you know, they didn't have money. they you you see like their air conditioning unit and like, yes, obviously, I think for me is like as the show has evolved, I would love a little bit more of that fourth wall being broken. and obviously as viewers, we know they make money from it. and I think they're kind of um readjusting this season from that.
3: Yes. Because
1: when they pretended like they still work there.
3: Right. Like, and okay. COVID doesn't help, you know, like no, COVID no. makes everything worse. So, I mean, the fact that uh, Beverly Hills is so good is entirely attributed to the cast and what they're going through in their lives and how they're reacting to it. But COVID doesn't help anything. Like I am, I was thinking to myself, imagine if Erica Jane was at a big party you know like a big event with hundreds of people you know like a gala or something and they were talking and embarrassing her about her drama about tom in front of all these people like the stakes would be so much higher in addition to the cameras rolling so i felt i it's sad that it has to i'm happy to get anything at all so if it has to be when they're just going from house to house, or like if they go to a, if they go to a totally empty hotel that's like The Shining, uh, but they still are able to talk about their drama, I'm happy with it. You know, we got to take what we can get. But I think Vanderpump Rule is a very particular uh, case. It really yeah, is.
1: We're just greedy as fans, and you know, once yes. you get a taste of something that's so good, we just expect it. We are. We like. I say I'm the biggest flip flopper. <laughs> like one day I may love someone and then the yeah, next yeah, day yeah. my favorite person. And I think that's the Bravo sphere in general. Like,
3: And that's what I learned about Watch What Happens Live as I was watching it. It's all about winners and losers. And it's very, it's very Greco Roman almost. And like it's, it's, and that's why I think more and more straight men are uh, finding out about the shows and loving them because it, it's gladiator, you know, they're in the arena and they have to run at each other and battle it out. And, and watch what happens live is like, okay, well, who did win? You know what I mean? What do you think? It's, it's brilliant. And it's completely incomparable. There's nothing. I mean, if there was sports betting for, for housewives, there'd be a lot of money to be made. That would I mean, be really cool.
2: That would be like a, there's your million dollar idea. If you yeah, can figure billion. out how to yeah, billion, <laughs> easily. Yeah. Would, you ever, here.
3: yeah.
2: would you ever do a reality show? And if you did, what would be like the premise of it?
3: I don't know, I think a reality show for me, unless the way Lala did it, which is she excluded Randall from it for years i John can't be on camera. he doesn't know <laughs> how to do it <laughs> like I think that he loves you know like coming with me to screenings and stuff and like he loved to visit the set and things, but like he's he's an you know he's an engineer, and you know he it, it's not so I think if I were to be on a reality show it like couldn't include him and he's like my life part
2: of your life yeah Yeah.
3: it would be hard to 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 do that but if there was a way for me to do it alone oh yeah i would consider it it'd have to be the right thing
2: though yeah Yeah. okay well before we wrap tell everyone how they can watch your movie because i know it's in select movie theaters yes it's very accessible on demand too
3: it sure is. You can watch it on Apple. Uh, you can watch it on Amazon, YouTube, I think uh, cable or satellite, anywhere you can rent movies, you can watch this movie.
2: It's so good. I I mean, I watched it with my husband and I will say for like a married couple too. It. I mean, I don't know if I will be like exploring. Finish that sentence. Bit. Oh my
3: God. Finish. Yeah. What, what were we going to say? Oh my gosh. What but were it gonna was say?
2: like, it kind of made you blush. And you'd think like watching <laughs> like sex scenes with your husband, like, you know, it's like, but it's a good date night movie believe it or not it is There's a lot of murder
3: it's 90 minutes of sexy bloody fun
2: I think uh it was described as I was like reading it before I went to like rent it as psychosexual and I was like I agree with that
3: very much so yeah it
2: was so good well I can't wait to see what you do next also remind everyone or tell everyone how can they find you on social so we know what's coming up what's the next Chris Baker movie to be looking out for
3: um. Yes. Thank you. Uh, it's, uh, you can find me at Baker C Baker do like a monkey, uh, on Instagram and Twitter. And I, I'm, I'm not on any other platform. Um, I, I, I don't really, I, I don't know if I want to be, but, but as of right now, it's just those two. Uh, and yeah, you can find me there and I, and I'm, I'm, I'm on, I'm on there all the time. So yeah.
2: Oh, perfect. And we'll be sure to tag it too on our Instagram. So you can easily find them. Chris, thank you so much for joining us. We can, I really cannot wait for this rom-com. I'm like, dying.
3: <laughs> thank you so much. I appreciate it.
0: You will fail. So what? Everybody does. But your gym, your watch, your yoga pants, they pretend you won't. So when you miss a day, eat the pancakes. Give up on a workout? You failed? Seriously, what the hell? We're body. We've been a part of that too. But not anymore. At Body, we're rejecting perfection and embracing reality. Not in a Pizza Monday kind of way, in a loving your whole life kind of way. In a, this workout is fun and it's okay if I take a week off kind of way. In an, I'm eating healthy and it's okay if I indulge kind of way. In a, I like myself no matter what kind of way. Yeah, you will fail. We all will. But we're not going to let that be the end. You see that? We're already making progress. So let's keep going. We are BODY. Start your free trial at BODY.com. That's b o d dot